Where we at? DJ Burn, bitch. Clap, clap, clap for the way she move and make a nigga wanna rap for. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendricks, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. December's very own, a.k.a. I wish you a scammy Christmas, a.k.a. we are pushing through through the holiday season, a.k.a. Mr. Holiday Season! A.K.A. your girlfriend's favorite alpha. A.K.A. yes, I am being aggy because apparently happiness is aggy around these parts. <laughs> A.K.A. him over there. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, your favorite little shit talker. Damn it. I fucked up my intro. We go. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's your girl, Allie Nicole, A.K.A. your favorite little shit talker. AKA that bundled up badass <laughs> lace front wear. AKA Miss Mama's the shot caller. AKA the merry little saint of Dixmont Street. AKA that mistletoe hoe. AKA Christmas time is here. And finally, but not least, that little baby who's got a little more work to do. <laughs> Calvin, how you been, friend? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, been a couple weeks, man. Hopefully, y'all missed us as much as we missed y'all. Um, you know. Um, so all in all, I've been good. I've had some highs. I've had a couple lows, but we choose to focus on positive because the negative gonna be there anyway. So, in the since the last time you've heard us, we I finished my first semester, first full semester of graduate school in the <laughs> MBA <laughs> program. <laughs> Um, and you know, we got an A and an A minus. So, we got, so we, so we kind of, we got through, we got two A's and an A minus so far in the classes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Finance. Um, we got an A minus the management class where we did our final project. We got an A on. Let's go. Um, so, you know, that's, that's. Oh, she gave I, you an A with all that cussing I was doing. <laughs> she a real she gave, me, she gave me like a low ass. She was, it was just one of, it was like, it was like, it was like uh, that, that. It was a here nigga damn A. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, she, she phrased it. She was like, I wish, I wish you could have got, could have been a little more concise, but I was glad that you're able to use this project to, 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 to focus on a real situation that you had with your co-host. And like, you know, all of a sudden, like what I, what she really want to say is like, Damn, y'all talked a whole hell of a lot. Y'all, y'all had a whole lot. You cussed the entire, and I was really, actually, I didn't try. I think I tried for maybe the first 10 minutes. You and tried I, for the first 10 minutes, and then once you realized you fucked up once, you just said, fuck it. Fuck like, it. <laughs> once you heard one cuss word, you heard them all. Listen, she lucky I can talk about my coochie, but ne- that's for another time. And, 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 since, and so, and so, shout project. out to Gil. Shout, no, ma'am, you will not be talking about your <laughs> No, you will not. Oh, absolutely. And shout out to Gil, because I was listening to it. We released an explicit episode for the public. I was like, we probably going to need to turn it down a little bit for this here project. So he just put some beeps on the most more, more egregious cuss words. Like, not all the cuss words, but like the ones that were like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I... I'll. So shout out to Gil again. Gil is a lifesaver. Gil is the actual MVP of this podcast, because without him, there would be no us. So we, you know, trying to make sure that. But besides that, um, we're doing we're doing all right, man. Um, it, it, December is here. Everybody know December my month, man. Like it, you know, I'm a I'm a December baby. 
through and through. So, you know, I'm excited because it's, it's, it's my month. You know, we, we wind it down. By the time y'all listen to this, I should be on my way to Vegas for the Let's weekend. go! Um, when I tell you Vegas, okay, so a couple weeks ago, I was in Vegas for the first time. And when I tell y'all, I don't need to go to Vegas more than once every maybe two or three years. Oh yeah, this is going this is going to be like um I don't need to go to Vegas more than maybe like honey I okay. You got treat you got treat Vegas like they treat the summer and winter olympics. Like maybe every maybe like, once, a, every, like oh every God. once every 4 years or maybe every other year. You got treat I didn't it like sleep. That. I was in and out of sobriety for the most part and like you just like you just be up because there's so much shit to do. It's so much shit to see and I had a I had a blast. Like, and so this will be my first time going to Vegas since like Labor Day 2018. And even then, like we were there, we flew out Friday, we flew back out, I want to say Tuesday, because it was cheaper to fly out Monday, right? Um, because it was cheaper to fly out on a on actual Labor Day. By that time that Tuesday hit, me and my nigga, we was running on fumes. You hear me? Because we were just tight, because you're literally Part of it is that mentality when you come into Vegas, like, it's Vegas, we got to get it, we got to turn up. And part of it is just like, there's, if you want something to do in Vegas, there's always something to do in Vegas. And we didn't even stay on the Strip last time. We stayed at, we stayed at Airbnb, Airbnb right off of it. Like, staying on the Strip and, you know, you can just, if you want to go down and, like, do whatever, like, it's options galore. Um, so, you know, it should, be, it should be an exciting time. Like, we're going for, you know what I'm saying? One of beloved's friends' uh, birthday is, is I think oh, it's a right. sur- surprise for him. Like his I wife, love that. Yeah, his wife is like doing whole like like the, like the seven days of of him and giving him hints and shit. And then like the last gift apparently is like the tickets. It's gonna be some fire shit. And he don't listen to the podcast. This podcast ain't gonna release. So he's already in Vegas. So I'm not spoiling no surprises. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's you know honestly. It's been it's been good for the most part. I think, like I said, there are some negative things I could focus on and I could talk about, but there's no point. You know what I mean? There's no not really a point in that. It's just you know, focus on the positive and the positivity of it because that's what that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you going. Um, how are how have you been, Miss Mamas? I'm not gonna lie. I know they say that God gives His toughest soldiers. I mean, His toughest battles to His strongest soldiers. But when that when did I sign up for No Limit? But also, sometimes he don't give his stuff as battles to you. You it, you just overestimating the battle, right? Like it's a, it, like I, we just need you to send a couple emails. Why are you Why are you tripping? <laughs> and I'm just like, is it me, Jesus? Is it me? But no. <laughs> All jokes aside, um, new levels, new devils is what's going on with your girl. Um, we used to pray for times like this to have stress like this. So the things that are currently like vexing me or like throwing me for a loop low key are the things that the challenges that I prayed to have. So, and I mean, I know I'm not trying to sound like Mrs. Optimism over here, but like, I really have to step back and put everything into perspective on that note, because the stresses that I have are manageable. They're healthy. They're exactly what I asked for. And it's time for me to honestly step my cookies up. And every year I talk about it all the time, but I always start my new year within the last year. So we've already started our new year. I've got a game plan and I am just working out the kinks of that game plan so I can, you know, momentum and drive this shit through the new year. So I'm looking forward to 
leaving 2021. There's a lot of shit I plan on leaving in this year. A lot of loose ends I plan on tying within the next 30 days. And hopefully, um, not even hopefully, I will be in a new, a new place. We are moving. Um, so by the end of this month, so I'm just really, I'm really excited for me, but it, that excitement does not, not come with stress. It's, it's kind of uh, part of the yeah. game. Part, so. so there's always, I mean, cause I'm in the process of onboarding, you know, onboarding in a new position and getting new responsibilities. It's, it's almost, and this is going to sound, I don't know how it's going to sound, but fuck it. We ball. It's like when a baby learns how to walk, that baby fall down and the baby right. hurt himself. Be like, ow, but he keep going up and walking. And then he, then he, then he start, you know, crawling and he start walking, start running. And they trip along the way because their body is getting used to the new abilities that they've gained. Like, think of every superhero movie. They always have that montage of like Peter Parker learning his powers and fucking shit up. This is the same, the same things apply here. Like, as you continue to grow and move further into who you're meant to be, yeah, some things go, you know what I'm saying? Like, ratty okay, a little bit. Uh, you know, you know, we, we all know my mama Deacon, according to you. Um, <laughs> you just said. Um, <laughs> uh, but 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 even scripture says the, the promise was weapons weren't going to form against you. The promise was whatever weapons formed against you will not prosper. Like weapons still going to be out here, you know, and you you just got to understand that. Oh, you day, wanted to preach, preach today. You you know what I'm saying? But honestly, like real shit, like <laughs> real like real shit though, like. It is arrogant to think that as you continue to move forward in your life and try to get to where you get to, that there's not going to be a setback. Arrogant. That's and it's naive. But but what but what we have to understand is that a setback is a temporary circumstance. Um, man, we've been gone so long. There's so many different things. Um, but like, no one can put you in a jail that you don't have a key to. And I learned that from one of the poets that uh, did Lex Nicole's for the Love of Black Men show. Shout out to it. her. Shout out to her. But, you know, we, she had a panel discussion with one of the poets beforehand. And he was like, no, like, no one can put you in a prison that you don't have the key to. If I tell you you're shitty, that you're a terrible person, you're a terrible parent, you're a terrible whatever, cool, I tell you that shit. But then I leave. And, 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 and the only reason that's still affecting you is because you're lying, you're still lying yourself in a prison. I gave you the key and walked out. Use the key and get out of there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when these setbacks happen, and no one's saying that this shit not going to suck. But understand that it's temporary and understand that you that you always have the key to get out of there. So, yeah. So God giving his strong, his toughest bouts to strongest soldiers just means that God is putting whatever he whatever he or she is putting you through. He's also he or she is also giving you the capability to get out of it. You know what? To be honest with you, I agree with that. And I think that. Not to start this podcast off on a cliche corny note. Oh, because Michelle was not trying to be this deep this early at all. Even... Like, and and it's very it's very positive coming from you, which is refreshing. So I was gonna let you ball, but like, I think for me in my headspace right now is I don't always want to be Mrs. Optimism or Mrs. Positive or Mrs. Fucking bigger person or Mrs. Fucking mature. Honestly, I want to start making some bad decisions on purpose because it feels good. <laughs> but I don't have the luxury of being reckless anymore. And with this age and maturity, I'm starting to realize that they're just like, dog, let niggas have it, whatever that is. Like, my job is getting on my goddamn nerves right now. And it's a good thing because I'm being stretched, but it's a bad thing because I'm being stretched very thin. So 
I have to figure out, okay, how do we take this up a notch without overextending and overexhausting myself? And okay, it's one thing you went the we went a long way. The bad thing is we went the wrong way. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, hey, like just trying to keep things in focus and trying to honestly make sure that what's on my plate actually belongs there, which is another problem that I have. I always overconsume. I always over I I, I put I take accountability and responsibilities for a lot more than a lot more shit than it's actually my fault. So I'm just trying to keep it together, but also manage myself a lot better. And to be honest, I'm proud of the fact that I this is where I am this year and I'm better equipped to handle it because last year whooped my ass. And that's why, I mean... We, it whooped both our asses, for Perfect segue. This time of year is always just really difficult for me. This time of year just, it, it always emotionally and mentally takes me out the paint. And it's ironic because Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. Christmas and Valentine's Day, I don't want to hear no excuses. Like, bust your ass. Like, don't care. And it's not about the gifts. It's about, honestly, just showing up because they are my favorite holidays, right? But... I try to get in the spirit of Christmas while also battling with like the way this time of year always makes me feel. So just trying to not just be positive because I think that toxic positivity is a thing too, but keeping myself realistic about the way I feel, honoring those feelings, what's on my plate and making sure that those boundaries are set so that I'm not over consuming or over you know, overtaking care of the things that don't belong to me. So, yeah, that's that's where, honestly, where my head is at. Hey, man, keep, like, on a non-cliche note, like, you know what I mean? You know, it's it, it's funny because, like, holidays can be a trigger for, every, for whatever reasons, right? Because we all know everybody's family is just so perfect. But, it's, you know, sometimes you got to lean on your folks. You know what I mean? I think, and I think... You know, but I generally have a positive outlook on this time of year because it's my birthday and just, and sometimes you got to like use, it's not fake it until you make it, but it's crowdsource it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, if you, if you ain't a hundred percent you, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like show up, show up as 50% you and let people know that you 50% you. And then the people who can, can give you that extra 50% to get you to get you to a space where you can be. You know what I mean? Like, I think we, not going to lie. You say this to me. You said this to me. Like you got to trust your friends to be your friends, and trust your family to be your family, and trust whoever is around you to be whoever's around you. But also understand that you see them for who they are, and like understand again, it's communication. Again, cliche, bingo card, whatever. But like, if you let niggas know this is where my head is, will the people who care about you will 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 do their best to be like okay. Here's how I have to move with you, and here's how I have to make sure I, 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 I present myself to you and, and I treat you. You know what I mean? Just because I want to make sure that you're here, and I need you to be wherever I need you to be. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Does, does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I also think that um, for me, this is a time where I have to decide, and just me being honest with Alex, right? 
is this something that I actually need supported to be supported through? Or is this something that I am capable of working out for myself without being being a burden to the people around me? And when I say burden, that doesn't also necessarily mean heaviness. But when you need to be supported, you have to understand that there is a certain amount of weight that you put on your support system in order for them to be there for you. You don't have to carry it alone, but you do have to carry it. But you also know that when you shift some of that pressure from yourself to your support system, it does weigh on them too. And you don't know what they're carrying all the time. So that's kind of, and I know that like, you know, consideration and, you know, expect, you can't call people your friends and, and have an issue with them showing up for you. But sometimes it's like, can I handle this? Yes, I can. Do I also, do I need a, a, an hour long vent session and cry about it with a, a bunch of niggas? No, sometimes I can process it game plan it, figure it the fuck out, let you niggas know how I'm doing on the other side. And you've been through that. So right now that's where I'm at in my head. There's nothing on my plate that I can't manage. There's nothing going on that is like an impossible feat or task for me. It's just irritating as fuck that I have to deal with it. So we're going to deal with it and move the hell on. Yeah. Te- you know what I'm saying? Tedious is, 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 is a thing, right? Like it's not hard. It's just, uh, uh, you know what I mean? But Hey. It's not hard. I'm just annoyed that I have to deal. That's all. At all. Sorry. But um, Calvin, you yes, ready to ma'am. chop this table? Uh, yes. And what we're going to do first is, um, I mean, unfortunately, we have lost some some really important people to the culture since the last time we talked to you, and uh, we would be we would be remiss if if we didn't pay our respects and condolences uh to Young Dolph. You know who, who who tragically was gunned down at the age of thirty six um, yeah. in his hometown of Memphis, and uh, to Virgil Abloh. Did I, did I say his last name correctly? I believe you did. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Who who passed away with a relatively private, you know what I'm saying, battle with uh, cancer at forty one. Um, and also, you know, just t- yesterday, you know. Um, you know, we want to give our uh, condolences and our prayers to everyone who is affected or knows someone who's affected in the Oxford, Michigan uh, school shooting that, you know, four people, you know, what I'm saying have lost their life. Uh, several more injured, you know, t- all teenagers. Um, and, you know, it's just it, it, another cliche. Right. But it's like and I don't even know all the victims in um, the Michigan shooting, but. Black people. Black men deserve to grow, grow old, right? When you're when you when you lose these people so suddenly, right? Like I mean, Virgil's was a sickness, but a sickness that he kept close, close to the best. Similar uh, to Chadwick Boseman, who we just um, who would have turned forty five this, this past week, right? Correct. You know, and again, it's not our business what these people tell us, right? We know what they create. We don't know them. Um, but when, you know, the news comes in from, you know, Louis Vuitton, of like, oh, yeah, this person who has become a giant of the culture has passed away at 41, you know, following the heels of Young Dolph, another person who has become, like, a very important staple of the culture, got gunned down in his hometown. Like, it's, you know, the mortality of it all. It really affects me as a black man, right? Like. You you know thirty six like and forty one like I'm I'm turning thirty to, like these these men weren't that much older than me and like they right. were in you know the peaks of their life 
and and, and and they're gone, right? And so, you know, I don't I don't you know say this to to try to garner sympathy or try to shield us from when black men as a, as a general need to be corrected on some things. But black men decided to grow old, bro. Like it's we have the lowest life expectancy of anyone in the country, and it's not really particularly close, right? Um, like our average life expectancy is in the sixties, and everyone else is like in the mid seventies. Um, it's just, you know, and so I just, I want to give my condolences to the families and the fans and the friends of, of both of those, both of those gentlemen. Um, and I want to say one thing and I'll pass it to you for any further comments. People saying Virgil like suffered in silence rubs me the wrong way because just because he didn't share it publicly doesn't mean he didn't share it with the people who actually knew him and not just what he created. And had that support, had that love, that that respect. Similar to Chadwick Boseman, like Chadwick didn't share it publicly, but his wife, his family, his close friends, like knew and was able to like, you know, have that support for him. And we're not entitled in any way, shape, form, or fashion to anything that these people that we deem celebrities to share. You know, I... and I'm not and I'm not and I'm not saying like we're not, yeah, like you know. The, the level of access here, right, or the level of access here that you think you're entitled to stuck out for me because I saw a couple of different people was like, man, I wish he would have let us know so we could have. He chose not to for a reason, right? Like, I like if just because I garnered this level of fame doesn't mean that I have to share everything with you or, or with the public, like the people who know me and not what I create, they may, they may know and they may support me, but I, that was something that kind of stuck stuck on me, and I, you know, it was just like that level of entitlement. Like, man, I wish he would have told us. Or, like, mm, why do you feel like you're entitled to, to to be told that? So I agree with you, and I think that, and I say this all the time. You know what they produce, you don't know who they are, which is why when people get so caught up on stardom or fandom or or being so like devout um, consumers of these people. It's like, dog, you don't know them. You've never shaken their hand. You can say, I love what they produce. Oh, like, you know what I mean? And we, how do I say this? We do this a lot when it comes to celebrities. It's like, the like I don't need to know. All right. I have a theory. What's your, what's your, what's your theory? Before celebrities started talking to us, like via Instagram live and just interacting with us on like a uh, through via social media, like celebrities used to never be this personable. There were publicists, there were statement, well-written statements. Like somebody spoke, they had an opinion, a thought, somebody who was actually like tr- professionally trained to communicate what the hell they trying to say, did that for them. So celebrities did not, there was a time where celebrities did not talk to us directly. But now that we know that y'all aren't writing your own music, for instance, we know that you're not um, the wheelhouse behind your own, like, behind your own products, right? It's not just you in a studio with your guitar, piano, and a notebook. Like, we know that there's a team of people who help you become you or you the person that I love or come to admire, right? We know that. So when we knew that talent stopped being 
the brand, I mean, stopped being the driving force, personality did, which is how you got stars like Cardi B and Sweetie, right? Because we all, we make comments about the way, the, the, what, the way that these women produce music and, and, and we make comments about the way they rap and all types of shit, right? We're not in love with them because of their rap careers. We're in love with them because of their personalities. We're in love with them because of their influence and like where we see them at and, and how they've presented themselves to us, right? Authenticity and, and personality has become your brand, which is why niggas don't like Nicki Minaj all like that anymore. Like she's still Nicki fucking Minaj. Do not get me twisted, right? But mm-hmm. when... Nikki couldn't ride the horse of I'm the most talented. I got the numbers. I got this, that, and a third because we just like Cardi. We like the, we know she's not writing her raps. We know that she's not singing her songs. We know that there's hella auto tune in there. We know, but we like Cardi because we like Cardi. So when personality and authenticity became the brand over talent numbers and, and all these chart topping hits, niggas had to start showing us who we actually are. And we started to realize that we either really, really fuck with you or we really, really don't. Right, so See, but I argue. Hold I, on, and I, go ahead because I don't. I'm gonna bring it. Ahead. I'm gonna bring it. Full, I'm gonna bring it full circle. Right, so it creates this false sense of entitlement for me to see your children, for me to know what the hell is going on with your health, for me to know what the inside of your home looks like because we get caught up in the lifestyle of things and how like you how you present yourself because of what you talk to us about. You know what I mean, like. I don't, and we'll touch on this later. I like when Summer Walker had anxiety and stopped talking to us. <laughs> I like the fact that Beyonce talks to us once a quarter and she does not talk to us directly. Beyonce is not turning on her camera, getting Instagram live, going on her Instagram live and telling us how much we can actually kiss her ass. She's not doing that. And I miss when artists. I miss when I didn't feel so personally connected to an artist and the way that I got to know you was through the product that you wanted me to consume. And I think about it personally in my own life. Do, do I need my directors to know that I'm a gat told pistol hole nigga on this damn street? Do they need to know that I'm a freak in the sheets? Do they need to know how much of a hoe I actually am? No. They need to know what I'm able with, what I produce, what I give to them, what's tangible in that way. I don't... I like when celebrities did not talk to us like this. Like I needed to watch entertainment tonight to get an exclusive interview on what the fuck they had going on. I don't always want to feel so connected to strangers. I don't always like that shit. So for me, for people to, so to bring it full circle about Virgil and, and about Chadwick Boseman, those are health conditions. Those are private. That, those are things that like, my, you don't need to know my health condition. You don't need to know that. Like, as a regular schmegular human being, if I pulled up my health chart and just showed you all the shit that I got going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like, Alex, that's not my business. So why does that not apply to a Virgil? Why does that not apply to a Chadwick? We're not entitled to that. The people that take care of these people are. The people that are responsible for their in and out, their day-to-day, their loved ones, their family, whatever management team is behind them. Maybe not even some of them niggas. Like, I think that we take the the human aspect away from these people that we've kind of like made deities out of, gods out of, worshipped, you know what I'm saying, out of like, we take away the fact that these are human beings with private lives that we're not entitled to. So that's my little rant about it. <laughs> like, and so what I'm saying was like, you can get super famous and popular 
without letting us really know who you are. Like, I, Travis Scott, right? Like, you know, before the Astroworld controversy, right? But, like, Travis right. Scott really didn't speak to us. You know what I mean? We don't know his opinions on a lot of shit. We know this man makes music, produces, and likes to design clothes and sneakers, right? You know what I mean? We don't, you know what I mean? But he's rocketed to the, you know, to that level, partly because of that lack of access. Um, you know, the moot remember when the moody, mysterious R and B singer was in? Like I, listen, do you remember when the weekend wouldn't even show us his fucking face? That's why that's why I was, I was like, but when the weekend wouldn't show us uh, you know, his face back when uh her didn't want to show us her face, right? Um fucking Bryson Taylor didn't I didn't talk or do interviews for like several years. Like that sort of thing, because then when you when you don't if if it's it's a weird thing about the human psychology is when you allow when you don't fill in the blanks, people will fill them in for you. And yeah. and generally if you give them positive experiences, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If you give them negative experiences, they'll they won't give you the benefit of the doubt, right? So that sort of thing, um, and it just it's interesting to see the different the levels of it, but I do think that because I don't think we're meant to have this much access to anybody everybody as is, right? Like think of, I I I have like almost two thousand people who follow me between Instagram and Twitter and, and over like three thousand random ass Facebook friends. I don't need to know three thousand why do I need to know three thousand people, right? You know what I mean? Just I'm like why do uh, eighteen hundred people you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not meant to have that access to each other. So then we start taking it for granted. And then we take it for granted when someone removes that access, we, we feel offended. Like, oh, what do you mean you're not going to tell us your health diagnosis? Because it's fucking personal. Even in whether it's health diagnosis, relationships, breakups, whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? When people remove that access or remove that publicity of it, people take offense to it. You know, and then I didn't realize how offended people get when you tell them to mind their business. I, because like, there's, there's no real nice way to tell someone to mind their business. And so. I get that. And I and I get that. But what I also don't get is like, I I do this really weird thing when somebody's asking me a question I don't want to answer, <laughs> and it's anxiety. It's riddled in anxiety because I just be like, LOL. Like for instance, I was talking to a friend of mine and I had company over. And like I was on the phone and the person I was on the phone with could hear that I had company in the background. And they were like, oh, girl, who you got in your house? And I was like, LOL, what you doing? Because <laughs> like, it's a soft check, but it's like, what are you doing? Or my favorite is, huh? Huh? I can, huh? huh? What? You can, huh? You can hear me, nigga. I can't, you know, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, no. I hit you with a, all right, talk to you soon. Because you asking Damn. too much. Damn, you that's crazy. But no, um, but seriously, the way that I'll talk about Virgil first before Dolph, because I actually have met Dolph. Really, he smelled really good too. Anyway, but um, Virgil's impact on the culture and will never be forgotten. And not, I mean, man's body's not even cold so i'm not going to talk about somebody trying to fill his sheet and fill his shoes oh uh, like, ain't no way in hell that can happen there's no way in hell because his impact is generational and what he's been able to do with every brand and every creative outlet that he's touched is going to be felt 
for years, decades to come. He has changed the, the changed the culture. And not in the corny way of since the niggas throw that kind of term around, but like he's genuinely impacted the world in such a way that it's cha- it changed every industry he's impacted. So especially the fashion industry and being able to work for the fashion houses that he has. So I pray that his legacy continues and that it continues to be honored in the way that he would want it honored. Um, because you see things like what happened with Basquiat. It's the only reason why I don't own a Basquiat coach bag right now is because I know that's not what he would have wanted. You know what I mean? He fought hard for that not to be his thing. And I just don't want to be a hypocrite in that way. But baby, let me tell you how bad I wanted a bag. (laughs) But it's also one of those things where it's like, honor the art, respect the human. Absolutely. RIP Virgil, you will sorely, I'm sure, sorely be missed. Um, and for Dolph, I'm not gonna lie. It took me a minute to believe that shit. It took, I'm like, hell nah. All right, all right. Come on, like, let's be real. Like, hell nah. This thing could dodge 100 shots. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way, no way that one land. No, I'm not believing it, right? And it's unfortunate that we live in a world where if it's not on CNN or TMZ, I'm not hearing it. Oh, no. Listen, I saw, like, and I, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. No, right? you're fine. But I know, so, like, I, I hate, sometimes I hate Twitter's autoplay feature. Yes. Because, like, I'll, I'll be, scr- in, a, in a video I don't want to see, will just start playing. And even while I was waiting for, you know, TMZ, it's, it's fucked up that we got to use TMZ in that way. But, listen. It's also not nasty. Wrong. They're not, and that's the problem. They're never, they're not wrong. wrong. They're not, they're not wrong, but they're also never right either. Because this was another one of those instances where Dolph's family found out on TMZ. And so, but also, like, or allegedly, you know, but the video, and they showed the car that was in front of the store. I'm like, yeah, that's Dolph. Because who else in Memphis would have a fucking camo, like, Lamborghini, like you know what I mean, like and like he's had those cars. They, they they've seen they they showed the footage. They showed the gunman. They showed his body. They showed his car. They showed the store he was outside of, and it was just like all of this information is coming out via social media, and the mother of his kids is finding out the same way we are, and that will never ever since Kobe's death, that kind of shit will never sit right with me. Yeah, and, 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 and it's and, like. Or do we have an obligation to report this first or report it right? And that's the thing about journalism that we're that losing. kind of journalism that we're losing. That we're losing. Because remember how many misinformation, like I always go back to Kobe's death when it comes to this. All the misinformation we that came we out. Killed, we killed Rick Fox. We killed Rick Fox. The other people that were on the plane, the other family that was also on the plane never got their due respects either because of how, like, pictures of the body, the way that Vanessa, Vanessa um, Bryant Bryant. was handled, excuse me, Vanessa Williams, sorry, Vanessa Bryant was handled, like, during this, the fact that, real quick, we're going to park this car, Vanessa Bryant is suing the sheriff's and the deputy department because they were taking pictures and showing these pictures around and they're trying to prove that like 
they like she's in a lawsuit for it and the the prosecuting attorney on the case is just like well you need to prove that them showing this picture showing the pictures caused emotional distress for you she lost her husband and her child and you know for a fact that these people were taking pictures of her husband's dead body before she was even notified that he was gone and you mean to tell me the burden of proof for that kind of shit is still on her like, I get the legal system, and I understand that lawyers are just lawyering right now, but that is fucked up. Yeah, like, and it was just, even still, like, I just think you, like you said about the other families, like, imagine that you knew that your kid or that your, that your, that your family member was riding with Kobe, and you find out Kobe's dad. You know what I mean? And you're just like, well, my, my baby girl was on that helicopter ride, like, and you, you know what I mean? And so it's just, and the one thing I want to talk about with Dolphin, we can move on, is like he got killed at home. And like I know I'm listen, Lil Boozy says a lot of problematic ass shit, but a broken clock is right is right twice a day. And Lil Boozy said most rappers die in their own city. Yep. Like you you know, you think about like, you know, I think uh Mo Three died in Dallas. You think about, you know, all the different rappers that died in their hometown, that got shot in their hometown. Um, and, it, and it's hard because you, it's hard because we, ha, we, we give these rappers and these people who make it out of these tough neighborhoods two very distinct and different modus operandi. Like, we tell them to like, make sure they get back to the hood and don't forget where they came from and you know, make sure that they give back to the people, but also we tell them, man, get out the hood and stay safe. Right. And, and it's like, as someone who you made it, you beat all the eyes to get it there and you want to help your people out. It, it, it's a conflicting thing because, you know, if, that, if, if young Dolph never came back to Memphis and never, you know, kicked it with his family, like people will be making fun of him, calling him fake, a hypocrite. Like, man, you claim Memphis, but you don't even, you don't even come back to the city. But right. on the other side of things, we also was like, man, that's why you leave the hood. And so, and I think the thing is that um, the wire said this is like all it takes for is one time that you're caught slipping, one time that you're a little slow, once one time that you you know you're not on tip top shape, and that could be the end. Like Dolph was picking up cookies for his moms at, at at the at the cookie store he had just promoted the week prior, right? Like. And it just, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's part of the reason I'm like, yeah, like I can say this from a, a, a 25 foot view and all this, but it's like, you have to, you, you got to try your best to like not be in a situation because it, all it takes is one day that you're not on your shit. And it could be the last day that you're on, you're on this earth. And think about how many times me and you have had one day or one moment where we weren't a hundred percent on where we're, texting in the car right or you know maybe maybe one of us you know what i'm saying we had a little too much to drink and we were you know or just we're not paying like paying attention to our surroundings right and then imagine if that instance that we're not 100 percent look like cost us our life bro like that's a hard pill to swallow and that's a hard pill to swallow for Dolph because we know what he meant to Memphis, right? Like, we know what he meant to that city that he's from. Like, we know that. Right. And, like, just, you know what I'm saying, prayers out to that city because, like, I'm not even going to get into the whole TMZ reporting of, like, 
you know what what was going on there but like it that that they, that city is heartbroken right now because one of their main superstars got gunned down in his hometown like that's a hard pill to swallow i'm gonna be honest i how do i say i'm trying to find like the delicate words look at me and watching my mouth it wasn't just Dolph dying, right? Mm-hmm. It's what it did to the community that he died into, right? It's 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 so it's so layered, it's so deep because you out here thinking that you killing rappers and like you got rap beef and these men are dads, these fathers, men are fathers, husbands, husbands, business partners, friends, like you are taking somebody who is obligated to so many people. There are two black children who are not going to grow up with their father because you didn't know how to let some shit go. And I know street shit is street shit, but you tongue wrestling with niggas that just don't matter. You were in a different place. And as I say that, I have to remember that tongue wrestling with niggas that don't matter. I'm in a different place. I don't have that luxury because I have shit to lose too. And my son's not going to grow without a mom because niggas don't know how to leave me alone. That's how. I ain't going to hell or jail for nobody. So I have to always, like, as petty and as nonsensical and as dumbass and as fucking low as I be wanting to go sometimes, I have a bigger picture. Kiddo ain't asked to be here. He ain't even asked me if we being honest. I was blessed with that. And I have an obligation to make sure that I, I you got to see it through, my boy. And like, yeah, man, like it's. I, I mean, I think I said it last time. I don't know, but it was like going all in means different things for different people. Like, if I go all in and I got five dollars, and you go all in and you got five thousand, we yeah, we're both putting it all on the line, but we're not putting the same amount of money up, right? And so, like, understanding that, like, if 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 we're put in a situation where everybody has everything to lose somebody has more everything right and 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 when it comes to the you know like listen i ain't gonna speak on street nigga shit because that's not my business that's not my ministry at all you know what i mean but like that that ripple effect like kids lose a father wives lose a husband moms lose sons like man key glocks like instagram posts hurt my heart bro because like i didn't realize like how deep that mentorship going like key glock Looked up to Dolph since he was a kid, bro. Like, but there's pictures of King like, as like a, a a young teenager hanging out with Dolph, right. and 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 you and and you see that man grow into his own, come come up, like become a star in his own right. And like, man, that hurt my heart. And uh, it, it's just it's sad. It's sad to say, man. It's sad to see. So like, prayers up to everybody who's been affected. You know what I'm saying by gun violence this year. We know Cincinnati has has had some. Uh, has a, had an uptick, you know, Columbus, you know, because I mean, I hate to bring it back to the pandemic, but like niggas lost their jobs and there wasn't readily new ones available. Niggas lost their livelihood. And like when you, when you push niggas to back against the wall, they come out swinging, they come out firing, man. So prayers up to everybody who, you know what I'm saying? Uh, who's lost someone this year due to some due to gun violence. Or and they like lost, I, it just keeps coming back to me that it's the holiday season. Thanksgiving, bro. Dolphins getting ready to do a turkey drive the next day. 
Dolph was a community man. He was a family man. He was funny as fuck. That nigga, listen, seeing the old posts or like some social media interactions or like just the way that Dolph loved his fans, loved the people, loved his community. Like he had beef with some niggas because he was a real nigga. And like that kind of like I have a theory that and of course, I don't know. Again, I don't get in. I'm, I'm the business that pays me. But the fact that sometimes you showing up as you is enough reason for somebody to not fuck with you. Sometimes watching the way that people embrace you and love you for you and your authenticity and what you specifically bring to the table in a special way is enough for niggas to hate. And there's no way that you're that man in your community without a couple of niggas being mad that they can't show up and do what you do how you do it. And that's that's literally what right. That's literally what you know. What I'm saying that's that's what Boozy said. Like if you in that if you in that same city you grew up in and you made it to like be a star, there's niggas that you, that you went to school with who's mad at you just because of like man that should have been me. And like if you because there's certain people who like who you are just because of who you are. There's obviously going to be certain people who don't like who you are. Just because who you are, right? Like, it's, you know, every equal reaction has an opposite reaction, whatever the case may be, right? So it's just, it's, it's, you never want to let that get to a point where it's so self-destructive, right? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? For, for, for whoever, you know what I'm saying, the assailants are like, their lives are now changed. Because you're either going to go to jail because the cops are going to find you, or worse, because everyone else is going to find you. Like, you're, you know what I'm saying? Your entire trajectory is forever altered now. Yeah. And I don't want to get too deep about it because death is really, is really hard for me. It's really, really heavy. So it's like, I just want to say that pay my respects to both of these great men. I pray that their families are surrounded and wrapped in love, comfort. Grief is a cyclical thing. It's not a linear thing for real. Not linear at all. And I pray that they are surrounded by people who understand and are helping them through it. Because that's not, when you have great men like that pass, the, everybody feels like, damn, that sucks or damn, that's heavy. But like, imagine the people who supported these men in their greatness and the gravity that they're feeling right now. So, um, and I say all that to like, bring it close to home. This time of year, and we're going to get the heavy shit out the way if we get the like shit, but this time of year is heavy for anybody suffering from a loss, and especially the people where this is your first holiday without a loved one. Or like, you know, big mama can't cut the turkey, and you know what I'm saying? Your great uncles and grandpas not stirring the pot of greens, or, you know, you got that one stocking you're putting up, it's time to put up Christmas decorations, and it's that one stocking with their name on it, and it brings you to your knees. Like, that shit is rough. And it has a mental toll on you that you can't prepare for until you in it. So for anybody who this is your first or, you know, second holiday season without somebody that you typically love seeing on the holidays, take time for yourself to honestly allow your feelings to feel. Allow you don't have to be positive right now. You allowed to be a human. I'm giving you permission to be human and say, you know what? I miss my dog. I miss grandma, I miss my auntie, I miss my mom, sister, brother, cousin, best friend, whomever. I miss them because the holidays are not as special without them. So And and we'll wrap it up. Like, and honestly, there's a lot of people who were who were coming into their first or second holiday without a loved one. Cause if you do the numbers, I mean, we've lost uh, three quarters of a million people 
due to due to COVID, let alone the people who we've lost to the other things that are killing us. Like, there's so much that that you know that humanity that we've lost over the past couple of years that like it's okay to like it's okay to not be okay. As cliche right. as that sounds, bro, like right. I I can't speak for everyone, but over on this side, like if you if you if you have good days and then you have days where you can't get out of bed, I, I love you either way. I on the days that you can't get out of bed, don't get out of bed, <laughs> honestly. But I do challenge you to drink a bottle of water, drink some water, a glass, at least eight ounce glass of water. Because if you're not going to eat, you at least need to stay hydrated for your skin. Do it for your skin. Because when you get out of this depressive state, because you are, you at least want to come out with some better skin. Like, come out, like, listen, crying is, it, it, crying is the, after I cry my eyes out, my skin be bussing. I swear to God, every time I cry, my skin be like, oh, bitch, you are glowing. <laughs> like, so come on, skin. So do yourself, even in your worst state, even in, in the pits of your pits, in the darkest of the dark, you have to understand that you're worth it to see yourself on the other side of that dark space. Feel your feelings. Understand that feelings are also fleeting. They are fact and fiction, which is why we call them feelings. They are also fleeting. So understand that it's the right now, not the always, and that you're going to be all right. Shit, if I'm okay, you're going to be okay. Because, baby, we didn't have to climb up here. <laughs> so. For real, hug your, like, love on yourself this holiday season. Love on yourself and be very, very gentle. Very gentle. Because when you're gentle with yourself, you're gentle with others. So that is my advice. But let's get into some real sad girl shit. Um, The R&B girlies have been showing their asses in a really, really good way. So first of all, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. She just dropped tour dates, I want to say yesterday. And Beloved, thanks to you, already has tour tickets in her fucking inbox. Like, I I honestly, I asked her, I was like, how does it feel to be God's favorite? Because bitch, what? The tickets just released. So look at you on your boyfriend duties, Calvin, okay? So so listen, so because, you know, Christmas holiday season, you know, you try to fi- you try to figure out like, okay, what can I give? You know what I'm saying? You like you, these these thoughts ruminate for your head. Look at ruminate being a word. Ooh, um, come on, NBA. <laughs> but like, so literally, I'm scrolling. I'm I'm thinking like, fuck, I gotta like fight. I gotta fight the mathers to get these tickets for shorty. And so then I see somebody post, but they already have tickets. I'm like, hold up. So I hop in that person's inbox. Like, how the fuck you get these tickets so fast? They was like. Live Nation already got up. You just got to, or and Ticketmaster, you already just got to have an account. I was like, say less. So it's like at 12.30 yesterday or early this morning. I'm like, okay, boom. So I'm going in there, wooty wooty whoop, and just just go ahead, get the tickets, get two of them joints. You know what I'm saying? Like VIP, whatever, cool, whoop, whoop, and go. Cause, and then I'm like, you know, you know, I'm doing it while I know she's asleep. I'm doing it. All right, cool. I'm just going to put an email in there, send these tickets to her. She, you know, she'll wake up in the morning, see the email, woofy, woofy, woof, bow, bow, bow. And then, so then, you know, she texts me in the morning, like, on, you know, on some, on some, uh, and then, like, in the middle of the text message she sent me, she was like, wait a minute. I just saw my email. I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you got to try to pick up hints where you can get them, right? And you, she's been talking about, you know what I'm saying, when she's going on tour. She's been talking about Jasmine Sullivan. 
Jasmine Sullivan been trolling all of her fans, talking about, well, if there's a tour, what songs do you want me to perform? Like, all that shit. So I'm like, all right, back, cool. We're going to get this shit popping. And that way, I know that at least I got something that she didn't expect. Because one thing that pissed me off, and I was, it wasn't pissed me off like in a serious sense, but she was like, like, because I was just slipping on my pimping, I guess. She was like, she was like, you know, for the last couple of years, like I knew what you were gonna give me for Christmas. I was like, you raggedy, <laughs> I was like, you raggedy motherfucker. Like, so I was like, oh, this year you ain't about to know what the fuck I'm getting you. I know that for a fucking fact. So I was like, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so so March March went 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 when 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 Jasmine Sullivan takes her hotels to the city. Uh, Beloved will be front and center for that. You know what? I love that. I love that for her. I love that for you. I will also be copying my ticket very soon. So there's that. A bitch will be front and center as well. Okay. But wow. But no, Jasmine Sullivan's album has been on repeat. Honestly, I listen to her album at least once a week, once or twice a week. It gets to spend. And when I listen to it, it stays on repeat because it's a good album. And I like the fact that artists are getting back to storytelling with their music like she is painting a picture she is starting from the top to the bottom of like what you go through in relationships with with as a single woman entertaining niggas like yes you gonna listen bodies her intro i wanted it to be a full song bitch get it together bitch i say that shit to myself at least twice a day like I love I, I love Jasmine Sullivan's music. I've been a fan. And I love the fact that Hotels is kind of getting the attention that um reality show should have got. But nonetheless, like she just won a Soul Train Award. Like I am in love with what the art what Jasmine Sullivan is doing with her music, her sound. Her voice has always been out of this fucking world. So Oh no, I, Jasmine, Jasmine's one of those people that almost sounds too good live. Baby, Jasmine Sullivan is one of those people you want to take your shoe off and throw it at her. Sing, stupid. Like, bitch, you were out of your goddamn mind. Like, how are you able to do that shit with your voice? And here I am, a bum bitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? So, Jasmine, like, I love her. I I love her. Um, First of all, free Ari Linux. I'm not going to touch on it too hard because me and you will sit here and argue for the next hour. But our Linux, I don't, Ari Linux, I, I, don't know Ari Linux. I don't know what what we would argue about. Free her, get her, get her back home. Because I don't want anytime anyone gets arrested overseas or abroad, that shit can get spooky. I don't wish that on no one. I think she's already. I think she's out. I think she's out because okay. I saw her. I saw her tweeting earlier this week. But the fact that she got jammed up to begin with because niggas didn't know. Number one, how the fuck do you not know who Ari Linux is? Number two, y'all had her fucked up because she was a black woman. And because she was cussing y'all out, asses I, out. I agree with the second one more than I agree with the first one. I do believe they jammed her up because she was a black woman who was, who was not being quote-unquote docile. The first one, even though we in the States, because she was in like Amsterdam, we in the States know who Ari Lennox is. Like That one, I'm like, I, I don't think she's at that point yet where we can expect everyone across the world to just automatically know who she is. But right. I'll let you continue. I just, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you you was almost there where I was like, no notes, but I was like, eh, one note. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So I just, yeah, y'all, but that's also good. But also that, come to bring it full circle, Calvin, leave black women the fuck alone. 
Y'all were upset because she wasn't some docile bitch and you assumed an attitude. You assumed aggression. You assumed that she was coming for you. So you gave her a problem. I get so tired of black women not being able to just show up and be themselves. And honestly, if you understand what black women have to go through, you understand why we show up aggressive in the fucking first place. Leave us alone. Anyway, that's not the tangent I wanted to go off on. Not at all. But Free Ari Lennox, she's also one of my favorite artists. Her album um, still gets played for me. Shea Butter Baby? What? That's pressure? She And I hate the fact that y'all make it seem like because these artists, their, their singles aren't like blowing through the charts, that niggas aren't showing them love. Beyonce has told y'all time and time and time and time and time and time again what the fuck trophies actually mean. Because she has never won. Beyonce Knowles Carter has never won Artist of the Year from the Grammys. But she is still fucking Beyonce. And that's the point. Break Me Off by Ari Lennox was a banger. That shit could drop in the middle of a function right now and bitches is going to get on their knees. Like, I'm telling you, Ash is going to shake to Break Me Off. I've heard Break Me Off. I've heard artists cover Break Me Off and it rings off. Like... You stop stop making it seem like because these white folks aren't giving accolades that records aren't aren't a hit. They are absolutely a hit. And as long as she has the support from her fan base and we're gonna drive those numbers up, that's what's important. Stop looking for that fucking validation. Like it's not gonna, they're never gonna give it to you there. Because we also know that the music industry is not just about talent. There are politics as there are in every single thing that these women do, especially black women. So let's not discredit the credit. You know what I'm saying? But Summer Walker, I want to get into her album real quick. Okay, and I'm going to let you talk nice about her because before I go. <laughs> go, go. Go talk nice. Go, go, go talk I nice. loved Summer Walker's album. Let me be clear. I loved it. I also loved it. Like, Unruly is one of my favorite records. Ironically, shout out to Ari Lennox, right? Mm-hmm. Unruly is one of my favorite records. I like the fact that, and including Adele in this conversation, because there's something to be said about Blue-Eyed Soul, but we'll touch on that here momentarily. I like the fact that I listened and when I'm able to consume Summer Walker's album, Insecure, right now, as, as anticlimactic as Insecure is right now. I still it's a mid burger with cheese. But see, I had to ask myself: Is it a mid burger because I'm viewing it from a different place in my life? Like I ain't got no issues with no bitches. Ain't no niggas getting on my nerves. I'm in a good place with my job. Me and my family. I mean, family shit gonna be family shit. But everybody's healthy for the most part right now. Like, am I view? Is it mid because I can't relate to the storyline, or is it mid because the season's not making no sense to me? You know what I mean? It's not hitting the way I was expecting Issa to hit. So, but is it? Okay, so I'm not alone. But also, it doesn't mean that the show is not good or doesn't provide for me. Like, I don't feel like Issa's saying, here, niggas, damn, let me close out this chapter of my life. Because she is married. She's producing. She's got other shit going on. So she is trying to wrap up this thing so she can get on to other things. I do feel that. But... The season is a little, it's a little slow and we've got about four episodes, four episodes left in order for us to like get to the climax, but we shouldn't be halfway through the season and still waiting for the other shoe to drop. So that, that's my honest criticism of it right now. But also I have to say, just to to speak honestly about my feelings, I'm in a different space than I was when Summer Walker dropped over it. 
Oh, over it was on repeat. I was mad as fuck at these niggas. I was pissed. And yeah, like session 32, I listened to that shit daily. Threw away your love letters because I thought it'd make me feel better. And it didn't. And the only thing it did was make me miss your dumb ass because now I don't have anything to read or anything. And the love letters, the text thread, pictures, all that shit, deleted it. Sex tapes, deleted it. Like, nudes, <laughs> deleted it. I ain't got shit to remind me of you, nigga, at all. And I miss the fact that I don't have anything to think about when it comes to us. Like, that shit be real as fuck, too. And the fact that I can say, like, Adele's album was fucking Phenoms. I loved her album. However, I was talking to I was talking to uh, talking to a friend of mine about Adele's album. They said something, and it stuck with me, and it changed the way I was able to to listen to her work, like listen to the thirty specifically. They said Adele makes music for Grey's Anat for background music to Grey's Anatomy monologues, and I fucking lost it. Because a woman like me definitely sounds like some shit Meredith Grey would be cussing out Dr. McDreamy to. Like, it absolutely does. And my little love, when she's got her child talking to her, I have felt those same exact anxieties as a parent. Like, I feel selfish for having a bad day that affects my ability to show up as a mom. I feel selfish. Or, like, just, just, I don't know. And To Be Loved has me, I listen to To Be Loved every day because it's a lot of accountability on that record that I'll be honest, we don't always hear from female artists. A lot of times it's this, and and today's sound in R&B, like you have Summer Walker who's talking shit. She's going from defending her nigga to breaking up with him by the end of that damn album, right? And getting face tattoos with her next nigga. We'll talk about later. I'm actually let you drag her. But you have Adele talking about, I've had a failed relationship and I have a child that I have to raise outside of this relationship, right? And then I've been to therapy. I drink wine. I am not trying to, I'm taking the cranes in the sky approach to this. I don't want to drink, smoke, travel, fuck it away. I want to sit in my feelings and make sure that what I'm feeling belongs to me so that I can really grow and heal through it. Like Adele made made an album for 30 girls who go to therapy. And (laughs) I felt it. It, That that album resonated with me because I understand what what she's currently growing through. But I also respect the fact that it's not hitting me emotionally because I'm not there anymore. And I have to recognize that it's okay to grow past those feelings and understand that maybe a year ago, that album would have had me sliding down while crying. It's not. Now I can say like, I'm more, how do I say this? For Adele fans, I'm more in the semi love to your next lover space. Like shit, I'm happy for you. More than I am. Let me see if my number still works. <laughs> like, let me spend, like, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> let me, let me just send that period just to see if it go green. Yeah, go like, green let me see. Blue. Is it going to go green or go blue? Like, I'm not there anymore. I have respect for my past relationship. I have respect for that. I have respect for the things that it taught me and grew me. But do, am I necessarily like pining for that nigga? No, I'm not. And how dare I sit here and say that I'm pining for a man and I got like three boyfriends and a possible. Like, I'm not. I'm not there anymore. No, I'm lying about the three boyfriends. I'm lying. It's just two. But I'm just joking. Just joking. Just joking. 
Maybe. Who knows? Soon, more to come. I would highly suggest you shut the fuck up. You know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> like, I, like, I was like, you keep talking, you're going to get yourself in trouble. I'd highly if, suggest you shut the fuck and up. And if you get jammed up. Don't mention my name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, thank God I am dating a man who knows me very through and through. So, like, no insecurities on my part there. <laughs> but I just, I'm in a different space. I'm in a different, different space. And I can recognize that and still enjoy the music as as they're telling their stories and not necessarily need to hear my experiences show up with that. Like music can resonate with me. Music and artistry and entertainment can resonate with me because it's just good shit and not something that needs to relate to my personal life in order for me to want to consume it. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm glad that that's where I'm at. But I know you got a drag in your heart for Summer Walker. So what is it? So first and foremost, decent album. Decent album. Shout out to London on Trap for getting paid off his own disc record. Shout mm-hmm. out to him. Summer Walker has banana pudding for brains. Because not long after you release this, this, this one, you know, the fourth baby mama and such, I see come across my black ass timeline matching face tattoos. With her new summer, nigga. Of Summer Walker and her new nigga. First and foremost, I want to give an apology to all the Larrys that we know in the world <laughs> because they was giving y'all hell and y'all didn't deserve that. Y'all was minding y'all Larry ass business and then saw your whole name get dragged through the mud for multiple, multiple days. Can I be honest with you? If I'm being absolutely honest with you. I never met a Larry or Lawrence that was about shit. Actually, no, I met one Lawrence. One Lawrence that is an amazing man. One. One. Shout out to him. (laughs) But like, invest in black women. But I've never, I've met one Lawrence that was about a damn. Every other Lawrence, especially a Larry who just so happened to be a mechanic. No. Every Larry. (laughs) I think everybody knows a Larry that work on cars. It could be the alternator, it could be the transmission. Even way, it costs about two hundred fifty dollars. Maybe I think everybody knows a Larry that works on cars or who's a barber. So, <laughs> oh, don't, don't let Larry be a barber because Larry for sure go line your your son up for free if you if you let him take you out on a date. Baby, <laughs> everybody knows a Larry that's a barber or a mechanic. Everybody, I'm so sorry. Oh, and that Larry, l- l- listen, if Larry a mechanic, listen, let let you let you be fine. Like you see, baby, I usually charge a thousand, but. You give me your number, I I can you know I'll do it. For you know, two. I can slide this for two fifty. You know what I'm saying? Take you out one time, show you a good time. You know, now I'm sounding like I'm talking from experience. Listen, <laughs> our imaginations are just that good, guys. Like, you know sorry, imagine. Anyway, but, but not nah, like so. Summer Walker got banana pudding for break, and and so first and foremost. Also, don't you hate when the new niggas start talking too much and then fuck up a timeline with the old nigga? So like the new no. nigga came, the new nigga came out and was like, "I'm not the new nigga. I've been around since 2014." Hold on, time out. Black guy on the play. Unnes- unnecessary roughness. You've been around since when? Good sir. Can I be honest with you? I'm be all the way honest. Stop asking me that kind of shit. I was talking to the both of y'all. I chose up. The timelines are gonna overlap. I was dealing with the both of y'all. Y'all both didn't have a piece of this ass. Stop asking me shit. Stop asking me shit you don't want to know. 
I was not in a relationship with oh. both of y'all. I chose to be in a relationship with you. You know that I know what that nigga tastes that dick that nigga dick tastes like ribs. Stop asking me shit that you don't want to know. Stop. Listen, listen. As someone who is team don't go through phones and who is team do not ask questions you do not want the answer to, I don't give a flying fuck. Because first and foremost, there's no answer that's gonna be that's gonna be right, right? There's nothing that you can say that's gonna make me feel better if I ask the question. I'm not gonna ask it. I'm just gonna walk around assuming that you just came magically out of thin air and that you don't have access because I don't have access. But so no, I'm not no. Why would I ask a question that I know is gonna hurt my feelings? That's stupid. stop asking me shit. Like, my nigga, do you wanna like do you wanna eat pussy or do you wanna cry? He said he's gonna do both. Yeah, Larry's are good at doing both. Like, do you want to eat pussy or do you want to argue? Because, like, honestly, like, if you, I'm not the kind of person who gets turned on by conflict. Like, I'd be ready to beat your ass. So it's either we're going to sit here and enjoy our night together or you're going to argue with me and I'm going to end up going home and you're going to end up bitchless. Please, don't put me in this position. Because solitude is way better than dealing with a nigga I don't like for a real anyway. I'm telling you, I'm not the one for that kind of shit. But anyway, Summer Walker clearly is. <laughs> and it's one of those things because she is like, I love her music. I love the fact that like, for instance, on her new album, Cardi B has an interlude and she has given her the best advice. That was some big sister ass advice. She said, don't get these bitches no more of your time if it's going to be for free. Put that shit into your music. Put that shit into your art. Put that shit into your soul. And like, make sure that you make your money off of this heartbreak because that's what the fuck you do. Riot is one of my favorite Summer Walker songs that I wish it was longer. Like, Summer Playing Games is a fire-ass record. And it, because her shit was relatable. Everybody has dealt with a head game from a nigga. Everybody has dealt with a relationship that wasn't a relationship, but it was a relationship because of the way you would... My nigga, when we take the condoms off, consider yourself in a relationship with me. See, 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 I don't like that. <laughs> so Summer Walker makes music for bitches who think like that. Because, like... Listen, I, listen, this is toxic. This is toxic as hell. I'm over here like... I was like, oh, so I've been in more relationships than I thought. Because I saw that thing I'm, like... <laughs> Calvin, please! I was like, oh. I didn't know that was a rule. I didn't know that was a thing. No, like, just... Anyway. Because, listen, if you get jammed up, <laughs> it's a different ball game. <laughs> it's, that's a different ball game. <laughs> this shit bigger than Nino... <laughs> This shit is bigger than Nino Brown, okay? Like that's a different ball game. <laughs> I'm not even gonna play with you like that at all. I'm not, and I'm not finna play with her like that because I like living. Fuck no. Maybe fuck she'll kill here. us both. What? <laughs> fuck no. Fuck out of here. Fuck all no. of that. But I am actually proud of the R&B girls. I am proud. I am like very, 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 very proud. And I like that. No, Summer Walker. This one of those things. I just said it. I get tired of knowing, I don't like to know celebrities as personal as I do because like I'm a big proponent on mind the business that pays me. But if you're going to tell me your mess, I'm going to listen to it. But I also enjoy the fact that Summer Walker is going to tell us her story and she's also going to put it into her music in a way that life comes and goes. The ups and downs and love and romance can be very cyclical. So who knows, there may become a time where I'm going to revisit her album in a place of like, 
in a different place than I am now. And it's going to resonate differently. And I'm going to be able to appreciate it differently. The same way that like Scissor's album, Control, still sits with me. A Seat at the Table, Salon, still sits with me. And these albums are years old. I think Control gets to play out of me at least once a week at this point. Like that album, 20-somethings, hits. And it hit very differently the year before I turned 30, like 29. So I like that still hits to this day because some of those same anxieties about leaving your 20s, I still have at 30 because I'm like, what the fuck? I was expecting to have a little bit more of my shit together by now. And you get into the weeds about that shit. And then Cranes in the Sky, every time that I try to suppress feelings, I go back to that. You can suppress it now, but you're, it's going to regurgitate later. It's always. Everything that you try to push to the wayside finds its way back to a priority in your life. It's some form of fashion. Oh, no. And it's for sure going to pull up on you like, knock, knock. Here we go. Hey, hey. And then, honestly, it's not going to knock. And knock the first time. It's going to kick the door in the second time. And the next time, it's going to blow your house up because the way the universe works, you're going to learn that lesson, baby. And the universe ain't got none but time. And it made me realize that you ever met meet somebody, quick segue, right? You ever meet somebody and they're like, damn, my nigga, like you 30 years old and you act 26 as hell. You be like, you ever meet somebody and they are stuck at an age, they are stuck at a maturity, they're stuck there. And they usually date several years younger than them. Usually date a woman that's like 23, 21, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, dog, you're dating where your head is at instead of where your your body is at, where your age is at, where your maturity should and, be at. And you're and you're getting away with this shit because the person that, that bitch you're don't dating, know better either. She, she, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the nigga that you dating don't really understand that this isn't okay. Like you right. it's like you it's like you know, it's like going to see a magic show for the first time. Like, oh, where did the car go? Oh, snap. Meanwhile, somebody in the back row, man, he done hid that shit behind the cape, nigga. Like, I play with me. Like exactly. Or or more importantly, like in in the bigger, bigger picture of all of that is this. How do I say this? Every I was I my I've stunted in an age before. I was 26 for a very long time. That was my age. 26 was a phenomenal year for me. And then the challenges that came with turning 27 and realizing that 30 was a lot closer than 21. And not wanting to accept the fact that I had aged, not wanting to accept the fact that I am beyond a lot of the shit that I was doing because I didn't want the responsibility of growing the fuck up. Like that shit is depressing as hell. The responsibilities of growing older and especially like with a kid are, it it gets heavy. And I wasn't necessarily ready to accept the fact that a bitch, you are too old for this shit. In actuality. So, um, moving on. Moving on and growing up and accepting the fact that, nope, I may not be as the young, vibrant 25-year-old, but I am a fine as hell at 30. And I accept the adulthood and the maturity and the responsibility to 30. And I'm able to say, baby, you did the fuck out of your 20s, but let's see what the adventure holds on the other side of shit. And... I'm excited about that. Like, shit, let's see how sexy 35 is going to be for Alex. And but we're going to put the work in at 30 to make sure that 35 is my is a very sexy year. I don't know what it is about 35 I'm excited about. I don't know what it is, but I know that it's not going to be this shit if that makes sense. 
Oh no! Listen, you you gotta grow and you gotta evolve, bro. Like you know what I mean? It's it's really about it's it's about gaining more resources. Cause okay, so if you ever made a dollar out of fifteen cents, or if you 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 knew you could fuck up some hamburger helper and you could make it into like a gourmet meal, what happens when they put you in a real kitchen? You feel right. me? Or 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 like you knew that like you could. <laughs> Cause how you gonna call how you gonna call a hamburger helper beef stroganoff, nigga? We see the joke, like baby. If you don't get this shit out of my face, or or like or 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 if you've always if you could never really fully dedicate to your craft and you still made it through, imagine what happens when you're able to do that, right? Like it's just it's more so like the resources that generally are supposed to come as we get older, um, generally because you know capitalism is a scam and our generation has got fucked the hardest. Allows the some of the some of the plays that we were making when our in our in our twenties are the same play, but it's easier to make now. Like you know what I mean? Like I know the route. I know go left, hook right, uppercut. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I know the cheat code. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We here. So once I once I'm able to master the basics, oh, let's do advanced shit now. Let's see how let's see how spicy we can get because now I, now the basics is second nature. Right. So with that being said, I am proud of the R&B girlies. I'm proud that I'm able to consume their music in a more objective space so I can like say, all right, yo, like not everything needs for me. I'm in a space where not everything needs to hit so close to home in order for me to enjoy it. Like I can just be cool. (laughs) I love that. But you know what? Speaking of some shit that did hit close to home, I watched Zola on what was that Sunday? Mm Mm-hmm. I know I'd be late to the party a lot. Like, shout out to Doug. Shout out to Queen and Slim. I know I'd be late to the party a lot. But Zola was a fucking phenomenal movie. I love that shit. I love it. Zola, okay, to not give away the movie, because I actually do want niggas to go see it. Shout out to Taylor Page. She looked absolutely beautiful. Her coochie a little fat, too. Like, I, we got to see it a little bit. Like, little Ma'am. Sorry. Ma'am. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The gay gonna step every time. I apologize. Oh yeah. Take some, was, hor- t- take some horny be gone and be all right. Sorry, I'm sorry. The horny police is on their way. But um, like it was a great movie. And the shit when I tell you it was funny, <laughs> like that shit was funny as fuck. Funny as fuck. And also, I have never in my life been put in the the situation. Thank God. Thank God. I have never, ever, ever been put in that kind of situation because Shorty was a dancer and all she wanted to do was dance and go home. That's it. I came to shirt for y'all. That's it. Listen, oh boy. And it almost ended up like uh, Ebony at Junior's bachelor party. Literally almost ended up half-assed dead. And I like what I appreciate about Zola is she kept her wits about her. She let them niggas know that, hey, bro, she said it multiple times. It's time for a bitch like me to go home. She so when niggas decided to make this, the decisions that they made, they knew exactly where she stood when they decided to do what the fuck they was gonna do anyway. So I respect the fuck out of that. That white girl need her ass beat. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. And also, I ain't, and I ain't never seen a more cuckolded boyfriend portrayed. <laughs> when you talk about you say a cuckolded boyfriend. I was like, you was begging a hoe to stop being a hoe, and she told you to go fuck herself. <laughs> you begged the hoe to stop, and she told you no. <laughs> she said it's time to go home. Like this wasn't your first time. 
You beg, you beg the hoe to stop being a hoe, and not only did she tell you no, she also said, "Are you gonna make? Are you gonna pay me the money that I'm that I'm missing out on?" Oh, you're not, huh? It's time for you to go. Okay, goodbye now. And then went to go be a bigger hoe, and then went to go be a bigger slut. I <laughs> listen. Hey, if I if I, if I'm ever if I'm ever maybe the way I'm gonna beat your ass. Nigga, nigga, like no, like dead ass, like no. Come get me, come, come, come get me, and like do one of those cartoon like. <laughs> the way that you know, you know what's crazy? That's his fucking fault. Because, you know better. Because you was out here, listen, trying to stop a hoe from being a hoe. If a hoe gonna be a hoe, that hoe is in her blood. It's in her. It's it's in her DNA. You feel me? Her 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 chromosomes. Are crow mo ho zones. You feel me? <laughs> like you just gotta let you just gotta either accept her for who she is or how move little the fuck Wayne said. How little Wayne said a hoe gonna, ho gonna be a hoe. So I could not blame Tammy. Listen, you know that you know that that, that lyric was because t- the Tammy in question fucked both him and Drake and fucked Drake while Wayne was in jail. Do you, you do realize that, right? I didn't, but also I get tired of rappers name dropping their hoes like they weren't hoes. I'm like, y'all, I haven't been getting them pregnant since the dawn of time. I also don't like the fact that like, I don't like niggas that name drop their hoes. I don't, because she didn't ask for that. She didn't ask. Anyway, but um, Zola was probably, honestly, the one movie that was just like, that shit was so fucking funny. That was a funny ass fucking movie. Like I cackled through it. Also, and I know you haven't seen it, Kevin Hart's show on Netflix. I like Kevin Hart and Siri. So Kevin Hart has a show on Netflix called What Is It? Um, True Story. True Story. I was going to say Real Life. <laughs> True. <laughs> shit was called True Story, and it features Wesley Snipes. And at first, you think this is his actual life, and then you realize that like this is a movie as fuck, and he's in a very serious role. I like Kevin Hart in serious roles, and I pray to God that this is not his last opportunity because he did phenomenal. Kevin Hart, the comic, got burnt out for me when you started talking about, I'm a short nigga who can barely fight, but I got a lion heart. Like, that got really burnt out for me very quickly, and I like seeing him in roles that, like, challenge him as an actor, not just a comedian. So, really like, I really like two stories. Because also, Kevin Hart's really good in fatherhood, too. He is. He was really good in fatherhood. So I'm interested to see his acting chops in that way. Like, I like it. Like, for instance, I put him, I put Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish at one time in the same bag. I am looking because forward even to... Tiffany, even Tiffany Haddish said she was a female Kevin Hart. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how she transitions because I got tired. I got tired of her one-trick pony shit, too. Like... Fun fact, she was actually two things. One... She is in a movie that she plays serious, and it's actually a really good movie. It's like an Italian mob movie. I got to remember the name of it, um, and I'm going to look it up while I continue talking. Um, but also, she is going. She is currently. I think she's about to play Flojo in her in her biopic. Oh yeah, I would love to see her in that. I would love to see what she does with it. I would you know love. So like, I would love. So like that should be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that should be. Something too. I'm currently looking up to see where what my what my movie she was in. Oh yeah, she was in something called The Kitchen, and so okay. she, The Kitchen is like you know super. You know what I'm saying like my movie situation, but like 
she it wasn't no jokey jokes at all. Like it, it was real. It was real life serious. So like, if you get a all chance, right. you know what I'm saying, watch that. I'm gonna check to- it out tonight. I got stuffed peppers getting ready to come out the oven. So hell yeah, I might go check that out. But um, and then you said something about Love Life on HBO. So lo- Love Life on HBO Max, man, that season two, bro. I watch I. Because I've been I, through that shit, and it was. I started fire. season one, and I was like, okay. I I didn't start season one. I skipped right through season one because I was not going to watch a whole season about a white woman's love life. That's not in my ministry. But also, I mean, I was about you to say, don't yeah. you don't need to watch season one to understand season two. It's not one okay. of those types of okay. Because that's what I was honestly worried about. I you was you like, don't uh, need to watch like there's the only thing is like in the beginning they make some sort of like quasi connection to kind of keep the story going as they introduce a new character, but you don't really need to watch season one to feel season two at all. You don't. Okay. Cause that's what I was worried about. I was like, cause I really don't want to finish season one. White women dating life will never resonate with me. Yeah. No, like, ab- absolutely so, not. So I, so no, I didn't even try. Not I like, my thing. Once not I, my I, thing at all. I Google like, do I need to watch season one or watch season two? They was like, nah, you good. I think I was like that. But season but two, season two, Fire. Speaking of series, though, can we talk about stars and how they actually have some of the best series on TV right now? And it's really good because it's really bad. <laughs> like, no, no, Fifty Cent is for sure trying to make a, a drug deal in cinematic universe. And you know what? I'm kind of here for it. I like what he's doing with BMF. I l- actually, I like the fact that they're using Meech's actual son. Like, I love that. Now, don't get me wrong. Meech is not one of these Academy Award winning fucking actors. Like, he had to take acting classes his first opportunity, and he's playing his daddy. The cut, the math kind of maths here. So, as long as you lower your expectations and you're here for just the story of it all, and not like the acting chops, because you got Cash Doll, you've got Meech's son, you got a bunch of other people that you've never really, really, truly seen before on film in the in this kind of capacity. So, like. Niggas are doing the best that they can with the best that they got. And I love the fact that they're using Detroit people. Like, you got Eminem playing White Boy Rick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I like the fact that they're keeping it very authentic, Detroit. But if you're here for the acting talent of it, save your time. Listen, if you watch any Stars series for the acting, that's like going. That's like going to Golden Corral for you know the five star meal. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Mm. Well, no, I can't even say that because they have a show. P Valley is wonderful. The acting in P Valley is not is actually really good. And then they have another show called Love on Top, and it's basically a black girl sex in the city, but better. And it's the acting in there is really really fucking good. So I like. I think that these these you get into. 50 cents casting expertise and then you get into people who actually know what the fuck they doing and you can tell the difference there so i like that portion of it but stars has some really good series if you're not if you're looking for just something to watch for the fuck of watching it stars has some shit like even what is it high town or high road or something like i can't remember the name of it right now that's pretty fucking good so they have some shit they honestly and then um, Idris Alba had a series on stars too. Like they got some shit. Chris Rock has a series on stars right now. Like there's some shit going on over there. So don't sleep. That's all I'm saying. Don't sleep. But BMF is probably the best worst acting I've ever seen. Um, Tariq, the, the power playbook Tariq story is out right now. Um, I like, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I like following Tariq because he's a smart dumbass. He don't get himself into some dumbass shit doing something he ain't supposed to be doing. I also like watching Method Man be on screen. 
because I'm a whore. But I'm a whore. I'm just watching for the lust of it all. But I do not need to see Sax having a sex scene. I don't need to see that shit. Oh. There is nothing sexually appealing about Agent Sax at all. Oh, again, because again, I'm I'm so far behind. Like I I'm, I gotta you know I gotta I gotta catch up to to do that. But I'm a for sure. I said that shit during like I said that shit during power. I don't need to see Sax having sex. I don't need to see it. Honestly, to white people having sex. Don't need to see it. Don't need to see it. Just if, if you need to, if you need to, just insinuate it. Just have them like do the little little kiss as they lead into the room, and then just like fast forward to the next morning. We don't. Yeah, need them it. niggas naked in bed. Like I don't need to see white people fucking. Just not, not my thing. It's, it's not like my two, genre. It's like two like raw s- salmon like clapping. Gross. You know, I like my meat preferably seasoned. Preferably seasoned. So. There's also that. There's also that. Um, Calvin, would you like to end us on a high note? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. For sure, for sure. Um, it's a, December is the last month of the year, but you can use that to springboard yourself into 2022. I think we, we, get, caught, we get caught up in winding down in times and there's the so the so the rush of like year end reviews. Like we're, we're doing year end reviews and Spotify raps and it's, there's a whole month left, right? Like, do not take this last month for granted. There are still plays you can make. There's still things you can need to do. And even if what you need to do is sit your black ass down and rest, do that. You know what I'm saying? So I think understanding that just because the world is trying to speed up and go through and we have, you know, Halloween decorations in August and we have Thanksgiving <laughs> decorations in like September and we have. Christmas decorations in October, just because the world feels like it's rushing doesn't mean you need to rush as well. So so take the time, use this last month of the year, really knock some shit out, bang some shit out, rest some shit out, stretch some shit out. Whatever you need to do, this last month of the year is very pivotal because it allows you to get that running start into next year, right? That, I agree. You, you know what I mean? You, keep, you get moving forward, like, you know. And, 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 and protect yourself, stay safe, man, watch your neck, all that, man. Like, the world is better because you're in it. And we we and we, we, we hope that you make it with us to see 2022. Because 2022, the step is going to step. The step is going to step in 2022. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. Scott. About to show, about to show, about to show my shot. Yo, about to show, about to show, about to show my shot. Yo, girl, they pick you, poke it, I swear.